talent like this who needs a guest this week it's just us and between you and me that's a lot to be thankful for let's talk turkey He's an old white guy, an author, broadcaster, and seminary professor who's sick of religion. And he's brought friends. Please welcome Steve Brown, etc. Hey guys, it's so good that you're with us. Uh, We're going to talk about Thanksgiving Day today. And we're going to talk about things for which we're thankful and things about which we are not thankful. And uh, I'm Steve, the aforementioned old white guy. Matthew Porter, our executive producer, is here. Every time Matthew finishes the Thanksgiving meal, he (laughs) realizes why the pilgrims put their belts on their heads and not on their waists. (laughs) (laughs) And our producer, Jinx, is working hard in his little glass booth. Jinx, um, I'm sorry, but due to inflation, we couldn't afford a joke for you this week. (laughs) And uh, our video director and one-man IT department, John Myers, is in his tech bunker. And if anyone listening to this show... Has any computer problems whatsoever, you feel free to call John. He won't answer, but do feel free <laughs> to call him. And Dr. George Bingham is the president of Key Life. George wants to remind everyone that crime doesn't pay and neither does ministry. And Kathy. Kathy Wyatt, the soft feminine side of our program, is away today. She's probably getting another tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's just guys, and it's also just us. Now, I'm a preacher, and uh, I certainly can fill this hour with a sermon. (laughs) And I watched you... Uh, wince when I said that, which means that you're going to have to participate thoroughly in this particular hour. Actually, guys, we like doing this when it's just us and we sit around and talk. We do that anyway at Key Life, and we do a lot of that. And so all we're going to do is turn on the cameras and the microphones and let you sit in with us uh, as we talk. And by the way, as I always say and always mean, you have a place at our table. And this is our annual Thanksgiving show, and I kind of like Thanksgiving. I like it because of the turkey and the meal and the family and the football and all of that. But you know, you know why I really like it? I like it's it not because Christmas. it's a holiday <laughs> that the pagans haven't taken from us. Hmm. I mean, ah. nobody's doing a Thanksgiving tree or or having Thanksgiving uh, ornaments for the tree or giving toys to children at Thanksgiving or showing commercials and being drowned out in a mall by Thanksgiving music. It's ours. We own it. 
<laughs> and we've got a reason uh, to be thankful. And it's also, even if those who aren't believers uh, are aware of what's going on in our culture, they know it's Thanksgiving. And uh, maybe it will remind them that uh, there's somebody bigger than Phil who's given us so much that is so good. I have a friend who's a believer now, and we wrote for almost two years every week or two, and he was an atheist. I loved him, and, and we had fun talking back and forth. And I'm quite religious, and I know the arguments for the existence of God. Uh, and I brought up all of those arguments, and he laughed at me. And then he, and by the way, he was married to a wonderful French lady, and I loved them both. And they had their first baby, and I don't think I have ever seen anybody that tickled, <laughs> that pleased, <laughs> the way he was about that new baby boy. That's all he could talk about. And this went on for two letters. Finally, I wrote him back, and I said, look, you know, this is a joyous occasion, but it has a it has a lot of sadness to it because you're not a believer. Uh, when something really wonderful and overwhelming happens, you don't have anybody to thank. <laughs> and when I experience something like that, I have somebody to thank. And I did a smiley face and all that. And uh, do you know that that statement absolutely changed him? Wow. He wrote back and he said, I'm not a believer yet, but I'm moving in that direction because of what you said. It is really sad to be really thankful and have nobody to thank. So it's Thanksgiving and uh, we, I, we all, I guess, have some memories of previous Thanksgiving. Let me start and then you guys can change can uh, sign in with your memories. Years ago, when I was a young pastor and uh, Robin had gone off to her first year, she's our older daughter, uh, to college at Wheaton. And I hated that. I, you know, everybody thinks that I'm really, a, that I don't have any feelings, but I do. And uh, we drove to Chicago to take her to Wheaton. I couldn't even go to her room because I stayed in the car and cried the whole time. I was thinking, man, I'm giving my beloved, wonderful, beautiful, bright daughter to a bunch of Yankees. And this is crazy. <laughs> but what I was crying about is I realized this was a major transition. And our family missed her, and we missed her a whole lot. But as I said, I was a young pastor. We weren't making any money or big money, and I couldn't afford to fly her back for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And some singles in our church, unbeknownst to me, and it, Thanksgiving, that Thanksgiving was sad because she wasn't there. And uh, they got together, and in secret, got together enough money to buy a plane ticket for Robin to come home for Thanksgiving. And one of the singles picked her up at the airport and brought her a block from our house. 
And uh, we were sitting down with sadness because Robin wasn't there. And we heard a knock on the door. I went to the door and there's Robin grinning. And I just about fainted dead away. And I remember that feeling. Uh, I remember the the joyous Thanksgiving because Robin was there. And uh, it still comes back to me on occasion when I see some of those singles in our church, all of which are older now, have their own kids. But I remember that incident, and I remember it with great joy. You guys have memories like that? Well, you know, when you said you were crying in college, I had assumed you had gotten the first uh, bill for the installment for the tuition. The first one that comes to mind for me is, you know, early married life. And, you know, somehow all of a sudden, you know, now you're a man, uh, you know, it, it, yeah. certain responsibilities like, OK, well, Matthew will cook the turkey. And we're like, yeah, OK, yeah, I could do that. Sure. Whatever. Um, so we smoked it and it, it took me a couple of years to really fully understand all the stuff that they pack inside the cavity of that, you know, <laughs> I get this beautifully smoked thing. It looks great. Like, Oh, what do we have here? Like, Oh no. It's like a glove compartment. You're like, what? Triple oh, a map. What is that? You know? So I, I finally figured out there's kind of a manifest. They're like, do I have this? Do I have that? Okay. Now smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've done it. <laughs> just so you guys know, I am an expert in carving turkeys. Yeah. Uh, when I was a pastor on Cape Cod, we had an annual turkey dinner, uh, and we charged exorbitant prices for it and put it into the budget of the church. Eventually, I had to stop that because it didn't feel right. But, man, we had like 50 turkeys that uh, we cooked during that dinner. And I carved up uh, 39 of them myself. Hmm. And the first ones were not very pretty. But mm. as you continue to do it, uh, you get better at it. It's kind of like preaching or driving a car or playing golf. And so now I am a world-class turkey <laughs> carver. And if you guys have any trouble at your house, give me a call. He won't answer. I, no, I'll answer. And I'll give you some instructions over the phone. And you'll rise up and call me blessed for that. Let's get him a turkey. And He's got an extension at Butterball. <laughs> yes. um, you want to start a story, George, or you want to wait till the other side of the um, Well, I can start it. it. It takes place in New York uh, during the parade. Oh, one year. So that'll be the teaser. That'll be the story. teaser for what's coming fun. up. We're going to talk about the annual Thanksgiving parade and an amazing and astounding story that is connected to that parade. Hi, this is Eric, producer of Steve Brown, etc. 
If you've been listening very long, you know I'm a struggling believer, and I'd love to share some things that have helped. At Key Life, we believe that the deepest message of the ministry of Jesus and the Bible is the radical grace of God for sinners and sufferers. And we have four mini books that'll help you believe that no matter what you've done or what you're going through, God's not mad at you. Feeling Guilty, Suffering, and Faith and Doubt by Steve Brown will help you apply healing biblical truth to where it hurts the most. And my mini book, The Gift of Addiction, How God Redeems Our Pain, shows that coming to the end of ourselves is actually the beginning of faith. These four mini books are in the Grace for Sinners and Sufferers mini book combo, and it's available at keylife.org for a suggested donation of $12. They're also individually available for a suggested donation of $4. Hey, you're listening to Steve Brown, etc. And we're talking about giving thanks. Uh, thank you, by the way, for reading Key Life Connection, our weekly email. It's a little thing we do to remind you that God's not mad at you. And if you don't subscribe, give it a try. Just go to keylife.org slash subscribe. George, before the break, you were uh, talking, uh, we were sharing memories of Thanksgiving. And uh, you said had you had one that had to do with New York and with the Thanksgiving parade. Talk to us. Yeah, our um, youngest daughter was in college, uh, King's College in New York. And uh, King's College doesn't have like a big campus with uh, dorms and stuff. So they have arrangements where uh, students stay in apartments. They will rent apartment buildings or sections of apartment buildings or something, especially at that time. And so she had an apartment overlooking 6th Avenue just above uh, Macy's, just north of Macy's. So the parade route went right under her apartment. So we, uh, uh, Ruth and I went up and were there visiting and she had her apartment mates and uh, friends and some of their family. And we were making this Thanksgiving dinner in a kitchen, the size of a, you know, closet. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> stuff flying all over the place. Um, and, and of course, people coming in and out of the kitchen to sample things and so forth. And it's call it a kitchen. It's just one side of the apartment. There's not like a separate room, really. But anyway, so we had this uh, great time looking out the window, seeing the parade go by. And, um, and one of the, you know, unique experience of being able to have that perspective and of course uh, enjoying getting to know her friends better and some of their family and a little known fact with uh, perhaps with the parade with the uh, uh, balloons um, they uh, the, it was such attention to quality that the top of the balloon that's not typically seen by everybody is just as uh, quality made as the bottom part. They complete the whole thing as if people could see the top of it during the parade. So I was impressed with that. But anyway, it was a great time to 
you know, be together in a very unique situation. And, and I didn't have to spend four or five hours standing on the parade route trying to figure out where to go to the bathroom, you know? (laughs) Am I the only one when it sees the the gigantic floats who thinks it would be funny if like there's 30 handlers holding it down and 20 and nine of them conspired that like on the count of three, they were all going to let go. <laughs> and then Larry's the dummy who, you know, he just goes floating off down the avenue. Yeah. I would pay money to see that. Yeah, you're the only one. Nobody's as weird as you are. <laughs> but I will never again watch a Macy's parade. Uh, without thinking that think would be really think, cool if somebody did that. I think the un- events would unfold rather quickly. <laughs> I think Garfield got loose one year. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and I can I can tell you also there would be plenty of people to shoot down the balloon because this was I mean it was well after like nine eleven, but uh, not so long after that they weren't concerned about. Uh, yeah. You know, terrorists and so forth. And there were more police around the parade route than you can possibly imagine up on buildings and all that kind of stuff. But it was still safe to ride the subway at that time without fear of being pushed in front of it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there were some pros and cons. You know, as an aside, do any of you know that uh, it, the parade wasn't always sponsored by Macy's? Do you know who was the first sponsor? I am impressed with my knowledge of these kinds of things. The first Thanksgiving Day parade was sponsored by Gimbel's Department Store. Of course. Um, And it was in Philadelphia, believe it or not. And it was in 1920. Hmm. Matthew, our executive producer, has made sure that I have this information (laughs) at my fingertips. And I hope you're impressed with that jeez you have a memory um well i too left stuff in the bird once that wasn't bad (laughs) uh, (laughs) anything that explodes no no, nothing exploded um i kind of have a a bit of a tradition that i've i started a few years back so i guess that's really the more of the memory than than anything else Mm -hmm. um on thanksgiving eve i take the day off and i invite three other turkey smoker people to uh to share the smoker since it holds four birds and we take the whole day and we just sit on the back porch and smoke turkey cigars and bourbon just, listen that's a nice a little, kind little time. Of thing to think about and to do each year you're going to do it this year oh yes <laughs> yes right. i still have one slot left so give me a call what you know, what, a, we what what do does smoked bourbon taste like? Um, <laughs> like a cigar. That's for another okay. show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we kid and we tell stories and we have good memories about Thanksgiving. And if you were listening earlier, one of my things for which I am thankful is that pagans haven't taken this one away from us. And uh, we can be still and really be thankful for so much that we have. You know, we're a nation of complainers. We really are. Politically, we do it. Um, the, uh, we, we're forming special Sunday school classes for the irritated and churches. And 
you know, we're hardly, we have more than any other country in the history of the world, and we probably complain more than any other country in the history of the world. And during Thanksgiving, it's a good time to remember God's goodness to us in so very many ways. The beginning, the pilgrims, uh, what happened on that day, how it started, how George Washington decided that it was important that this nation would have a day dedicated to being thankful to the God who gave us all that we have, his grace and his mercy and his love. Man, that's that's good stuff, Steve. Um, yeah, it really is. I mean, we 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 definitely reflect. I I, I don't want to get too light on my uh, statement earlier about my back porch, but uh, we reflect as well. It's one of our calm days of the year. Mm. Yeah, very yeah. few ones, I'd imagine. Yeah, busy as you are. Well, listen, we're about finished with this segment, and we're going to come back and continue talking about Thanksgiving. And there's something very, very important that you haven't thought about. But we've done it for you. Don't thank us. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the important dog show that follows the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I knew there was a reason I didn't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go anywhere and be thankful, even if this show bombs <laughs> and we're gonna return we hope you do too from key life comes two mini books what do you do for a living and life after retirement what do you do for a living by justin holcomb addresses the problem of defining ourselves by what we do and how we perform in our work instead of by who we know. A gracious, loving God who defines who we are. Life After Retirement by Steve Brown examines how those transitioning from work to retirement often experience a loss of purpose in life and how the quest for personal significance can best be answered by God's radical grace, love, and purpose for our lives sufficient to carry us through this transition. What do you do for a living and life after retirement can help guide people struggling with either work or retirement? These two Key Life mini books are available through keylife.org for a donation of $6. so glad you're here. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're just sitting around and talking and we turned on the videos. We don't have a guest. Uh, so it's just us. And we do what we do a lot, just sitting around and talking. And we're glad that you joined us for this special Thanksgiving program. Thanks for hanging out with us. And in case you didn't know, Key Life added a new podcast this year. It's called Simply Sermons. You can find it on the Key Life app. Go on on your favorite podcast platform, too, or at keylife.org slash simply sermons.
Before the break, we brought up the subject of a major Thanksgiving event. It's so major, I didn't even know that they had it on Thanksgiving Day. But a lot of people, and I understand this is quite uh, popular, after the Macy's Day Parade, families watch that, and then not everybody watches a football game. A lot of folks watch a dog show. Yeah. And Matthew, you do. Yeah, you guys not know about this. Okay, so this is they've been doing this at least 10 years, probably more. I remember the first time I came across it, the parade wraps up and then they've gone to the dog show. And I remember looking at it going, they got a dog show. Who watches a dog show? And two hours later, I'm sitting there going, (laughs) I guess I watch a dog show, I guess. And it's interesting. You're like, oh, it's silly, but you're like, that Weimaraner is the Weimaraniest. That dachshund is the dachshundiest. It's you're like, there's so many different breeds and different looks. And you're like, this, this, this one of this one right here is like the platonic ideal of that breed. It's just, I don't, it's deceptive. You're like, this is silly. And then you're just like, Oh, uh, Ooh, I've been here for a while. <laughs> Careful. It'll suck you in. And they keep inventing new breeds, it seems like. I mean, they keep coming up with 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 new breeds that you've never heard of. Yeah, I guess the poodle is very versatile. This is (laughs) new news to me. You got to check this out. I'm thankful I did not know about this until now. (laughs) You know, we might like it, Jinx. You don't know. No. No, I'll be I'll be doing a cat nap during the dog show. Ah, cat nap, classic. <laughs> you know, we have a hard time watching it because our our dog watches TV, and uh, that's his favorite show. Uh, well, except she barks every time a dog or any kind of animal comes on the TV, so <laughs> she would be barking through the whole thing, and we can't let her. You know, you can't hear anything, so. We you can't know, really watch German those Shepherd, kinds of things. Speaking of dogs, Annie uh, does not watch television. She yawns <laughs> when another dog's on there, and she's smart enough to know that that's not real. She can't play <laughs> with the dog, that the dog is not going to show up in our backyard. But uh, every time I look at Annie, and she's a great dog. She's a transgender dog. She's big like a male. She's black. She sounds like a guy because she's intimidating. And that's why we got her. But I look at her and I think of the person who gave it to me. And I'm thankful for friends who did that. Hmm. He called me one day, and this has been about a year ago. And he said, you want a dog? I said, that's the first time I've ever received a phone call asking me if I wanted a dog. I said, why are you asking me that? said, I've got one. And uh, she's beautiful. And the trainer uh, didn't want her anymore. And so she is sort of an orphan. And I know that you love German Shepherds. And I know that you would love this one. So if you want this dog, I'll give it to you. And the trainer has said that she will come spend three or four days with you to train you in how to deal with a really smart dog. So her name was Barbara and she showed up and spent two or three days with us. 
And now I have this dog who, in fact, is better than watching a dog show. <laughs> and it is something for which I'm thankful. And every time I look at her, I'm thankful for my friend who was thoughtful enough to give it to us. And that brings up another subject that we can talk about on the other side of the break. And that is at Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for lots of things like the turkey and the family and God and mercy and grace and the fact that we're going to live forever and that God is faithful all the time. But at Thanksgiving, I think one of the things for which I'm the most thankful are the friends that God has allowed me to have in my house. And this is probably the last thing I'm going to say to you guys, but you're a part of that. And so I might say, without being maudlin or being overly emotional, you guys are not only my colleagues, uh, not only do you make me look better than I am and fix programs like this when I screw them up, you're all my friends. That's one of the great gifts at Thanksgiving. The people at Key Life who are not just colleagues, but are friends, who have been brought together by none other than the God to whom we're thankful that we might know each other and serve you who are a part of Key Life. Hey guys, we're going to come back, so don't go away. irritated when the electricity went out. No television, no music, no Netflix. And then he discovered that the battery on his smartphone was dead. He decided to make some coffee, but when he went to the kitchen, he realized that without electricity, he couldn't even do that. Then he noticed his wife in the kitchen, and he sat down and talked to her. He said later, you know, she seemed like a very nice lady. I know, I know, technology's good, but sometimes go talk to somebody face-to-face. -face. You might be surprised how nice and real they are. It's messy sometimes, but Jesus would like it. I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. Hey, thanks for joining us for this uh, special Thanksgiving show. No guest. We're just sitting around and we're talking about Thanksgiving and things that go with Thanksgiving. One of the really interesting things about Scripture is the admonishments that Paul gives, and they're surprising every time that I read them. Three times he says to give God thanks in everything. And people always say to me, well, he says in, not, <coughs> excuse me again. He says in and not for. 
these things. There's some really bad things I'm not thankful for. And then if you go to one of those texts, Paul says specifically, give God praise and thanksgiving for everything. Now, that has a pre a prerequisite to it that is very important. If you believe God is good, if you believe he's always good, if you believe that God is sovereign, that he controls every circumstance that we experience, then all of a sudden it puts a new spin on the things that are happening in our lives. And I don't want to minimize the bad things. They're bad things like cancer and abuse. And, and uh, I could make a long list and you could do, and they're really bad. They're really evil. And so there is a Thanksgiving that takes place that does it without ignoring the fact that things are sometimes dark and evil and bad. But behind all of that, no matter how bad it was, God has a purpose. Romans 8, 28 is true. And a Christian, even if it kills you, can be thankful for it. I remember one time being at a church here in Orlando, and I got there early, and there was a, there was a woman three or four rows in front of me, and we were the only ones in the sanctuary at the time. And she was crying. She was sobbing. And I didn't know her. I didn't know anything about her. But I remember praying. I don't know, I don't know her name, but something bad is going on in that woman's life. And Father, I ask that you would come yourself and that you would bless her and uh, give her peace about whatever it is. And then people started coming in and the pews were filled up. But during that service, through three or four different pews, I could still see her out of the corner of my eye. And we sang that song, God is good. He's good all the time. And we stood when we sang it, and she didn't stand. She sat in her seat, and she kept on crying. And I watched her, and I wondered again. And then about halfway through that song, she reluctantly stood up, and she raised her hands to the ceiling, and she joined in the song, God is good, and he's good all the time. I'll never forget that incident. I remember being moved. I wish I'd gone to her and said to her, you inspired me today in a major way. And let me tell you how, but I didn't. And I missed the opportunity. But the truth is that no matter what we face, God is there. He's sovereign and he is good all the time. It's hard sometimes to be thankful when you're not. It's hard sometimes to be thankful for the light when you can't see the light. It's hard sometimes to be thankful for all things. But that, in fact, is what we are called to do, to be thankful in and for everything. Now, that brings me to a question that we can discuss, and that is this. Have you had experiences in your life that were negative and painful and difficult 
and you had trouble thanking God, you you felt more comfortable saying, Jesus, if you really love me, this wouldn't be happening. But later on, you found out that God really was in it, in every bit of it. If you have an experience like that, share it with us. Well, I got one. And actually, Thanksgiving is kind of the anniversary of it. Uh, years ago, um, I got let go from a job abruptly um, right before Thanksgiving. You're like, okay, that's bad. And I had just very recently moved to this job from a very steady reliable, safe job. Okay. Also, we had just moved into a new house months before. (laughs) Okay. Also, my mother-in-law had just moved in with us and was selling her house. So like all the chips are down now and this job gets ripped away and you feel like I'm about to fail everybody I care about. And what came out of that was landing at this job. I know. And I look back and I look at the situation that I was working in with the person I was working in, which was massively unhealthy, a very just not well individual. And I look at this that I work at every day and there is not a day I'm not thankful for that thing that at the time I was punching the air and just so upset about and worried about and not thankful for it was the biggest blessing. I just hadn't <laughs> unwrapped it yet. It's a cool yet. story. It's, hmm. it's the most amazing thing. By the way, the rest of the story is that Matthew had been told by the bosses in the former thing that he was spending too much time at home, and they expected 70 or 80 hours at the job. And Matthew would never say this. I would have told him where to go. He didn't do that, but he said, I'm not going to do that. And they said, well, you can't work here anymore. I was so proud of Matthew for doing that. And then we had a bad thing going on in Key Life. We needed to replace somebody who had just left. And George and I were both wondering, what in the world are we going to do? There's a big hole here, and we got to fill it. So we had a bad thing, and you had a bad thing, and God put two bad things together (laughs) and made one of the nicest gifts that you can possibly give. And that would be Matthew Porter, who is the executive producer of this program and a thousand other things at Key Life. So That's we're thankful, story, too. Yes. Do what? Bad we're thankful, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to, you know, we're running out of time, and I have well, about my, 10 other stories. I can just say ditto because. I got laid off of my last job and now I'm a business owner. So (laughs) it worked out. Yeah. Crushing it as a business owner. Uh, We're doing okay. Gives me time to do this. I've seen your warehouse. (laughs) I can't see it. It's just gear in the way. (laughs) So if you right now are going through a really hard time, maybe you lost your job or you lost somebody you loved or gotten a bad diagnosis, our memories are coming that haunt you, that aren't good, or you did something bad. If you're a believer, there's always the rest of the story. And we just gave you a great illustration, a couple of great illustrations. So you got to watch, you got to wait, and then you got to do what Paul says. God, I don't like this one bit. But by faith, I'm thankful that you're here and you have a purpose. 
Hey, don't go away. Hi, this is Eric, producer of Steve Brown, etc. If you've been listening very long, you know I'm a struggling believer, and I'd love to share some things that have helped. At Key Life, we believe that the deepest message of the ministry of Jesus and the Bible is the radical grace of God for sinners and sufferers. And we have four mini books that'll help you believe that no matter what you've done or what you're going through, God's not mad at you. Feeling Guilty, Suffering, and Faith and Doubt by Steve Brown will help you apply healing biblical truth to where it hurts the most. And my mini book, The Gift of Addiction, How God Redeems Our Pain, shows that coming to the end of ourselves is actually the beginning of faith. These four mini books are in the Grace for Sinners and Sufferers mini book combo, and it's available at keylife.org for a suggested donation of $12. They're also individually available for a suggested donation of $4. Hey, we've appreciated your joining in our sitting around and talking. We haven't had a guest today. We've just kept talking till something came to mind, and some of it was good. Some of it not half bad, and some of it makes me wince. (laughs) But that's what conversations are like among friends. But during this time, when we think about Thanksgiving, we're thankful for you. Uh, So many of you are encouraging of this ministry, which can be quite controversial. And you pray for us, and you stand with us financially, and uh, And at Thanksgiving, among a list of things for which I'm thankful, uh, we're thankful for you and for your being a part of Key Life. It would be appropriate to read a little bit of scripture. The 91st Psalm is a psalm of Thanksgiving, and it's a fairly long one, so I'm not going to read all of it. But he opens it by saying this, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then the psalmist begins to name things. That would be a good thing for you to do over this Thanksgiving and a reminder that I should do it too. Even when it's dark, even when it's hard, and sometimes Thanksgiving is not good, And Christmas is not good because some of the darkness gets magnified during that time. Pause and say, I wish it weren't so dark. I wish things were better, that I had more, that I had not lost so much, that I had not gone through all I've gone through. But I want to thank you because I dwell. I have a refuge in the God most high who loves me beyond anything that I can imagine and controls the circumstances of my life for his glory and my benefit. And by the way, that's not just a religious cliche. That's a fact. And it makes Thanksgiving really important. Kathy's not here right now. And so, Matthew, who's going to be on? You're the executive producer and you don't know we've got a problem. Hope I don't mess this up. Yeah, I'm excited. Next week, we're going to have Jared Wilson. 
We've had him on several times. Uh, at this point, it's on him, you know, where he keeps coming back. Um, he's written this great book called Gifts of Grace. It's kind of like an Advent devotional. There's little little things every uh, every day that you read. Each one is named after a little phrase from a classic Christmas hymn. It's a really good book. Make sure you check it out. All right. That'll be a great program. We like Jared a lot. Yeah. Some of our guests refuse to come back after they've done it once. Jared is either crazy or he likes us because he keeps coming back. Guys, we're going to come back, too, next week, same time, same place. Hope you do, too. Between now and then, don't do anything we wouldn't. It gives you a wide berth.